The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Joining us now is someone who's gotten it right all year. Ed Yardeni, president of Yardeni Research, who called for the Roaring Twenties, is leaning into that now, talking about disinflation. We're seeing it now. What keeps you up at night, Ed, considering that so far you've gotten a lot of things very right? Well, I've been sleeping pretty well, quite honestly. Um, I, I guess I do worry about the uh, Middle East, the geopolitical situation, uh, the, the fog of war. You never know how things uh, unfold once a war starts. And we have this fairly contained localized war uh, in Gaza and uh, that the risk is that it becomes a regional war and it affects the price of, uh, of oil. But so far, the price of oil has been telling, telling, me, telling me that uh, there's not going to be a, a regional war uh, going on here any, anytime soon. So putting aside uh, some of those tail risks, is the risk in your mind that people aren't bullish enough considering that everyone's been uh, upping their expectations right. for end of the year targets, but we're catching up to it really quick already and it hasn't even been the end of the year. Yeah, I think that's true. I, uh, at the beginning of the year, I was talking about 4,600, and I wasn't bullish enough. We're already above that uh, for the end of this year. And then I'm looking for 5,400 next year, and now there's uh, more people talking about over 5,000. And then for 2025, I'm talking about 6,000. So I, I, th I think I'm bullish enough. I, I don't think uh, things can get much better than that. So that's, that's kind of at the top end of the scale on, on optimism, I think. Uh, but I think in the near term here, we've got uh, everybody seems to be too happy, uh, at least in terms of the sentiment indicators. So that's on a near term basis. I don't lose any sleep over it, but I do watch it. And with only, what, a week or so left until 2024, the fact that everyone is maybe too happy right now, is that why you haven't boosted your year-end target for this year? I believe that was at 4,600, and uh, we're pretty firmly above that right now, Ed. Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't uh, fine-tune my, my, my forecast uh, that much because uh, we are, as you said, we're only a week away, so what's the point of uh, getting cute about it? Uh, instead, I'm, uh, I did, did uh, talk, I am talking about 5,400 by the end of next year and 6,000 after that. So that's, that just puts me in the bullish camp it's pretty, pretty clearly. Yeah, if I, uh, of course, had to put out these forecasts, I think I'd revise on like December 30th every year and just nail it every single time. But I do want to talk a little bit about 2025 because 6,000 is a staggering number and 2025 feels very, very far away. What is the work that gets you there and how do you project that with uh, a certain degree of confidence? Well, uh, first, uh, and, and a short-term basis, um, looks like there's still some uh, what I call die-hard hardlanders who think that we're going to have a recession next year. I've been talking about a rolling recession for the past two years, and I think uh, in the next in the next two years we'll have rolling recoveries. Uh, clearly, we're starting to see a rolling recovery in the housing market. I think we've bottomed in terms of uh, retail. Uh, uh, merchandise, a lot of uh, inventories piled up. Now I think consumers are going to go back next year and buy some goods in addition to services. And I think commercial real estate will uh, be in a rolling recession uh, in this coming year. But then beyond that, I think there will be a recovery. So 
I think uh, that's the way I look at the business cycle is sort of spread out. But most importantly, I think we've got a labor shortage, significant chronic labor shortage. And I think companies will uh, use technology to increase productivity dramatically. Right now, we're averaging about 1.8% over the past five years. I think that by the end of the decade, we'll be looking at 35 to 4.5%, which sounds uh, far-fetched, if not delusional, I admit. Uh, but uh, that's the way uh, productivity boom cycles have gone in the past. And this it, one should do the same. Does it worry you at all? And I realize that anecdotes can't tell entire stories and you can't extrapolate out an entire research paper from one particular example. But let's take a look at Nike. They came out and they said that they're going to be cutting workers. They're going to be having cost cuts. And it is because, uh, yes, they are working down their inventory, but because of weakness and weakness that they expect to continue going mm -hmm. forward. Does that kind of contradict some of your optimism about the recovery in the re retail space? Yeah. Well, that's a good point. And that's why I think uh, a lot of forecasters miss the, the past couple of years and had this attitude that uh, or view that the only way inflation could come down in the United States is if we have a recession. Uh, you mentioned the, the phrase immaculate uh, dis disinflation. And I think that's what we've had. We've had inflation come down without a recession. And the reason for that is because the Chinese and the Europeans have done us a great favor. They've had the recession. So on a global basis, uh, particularly China, has been exporting deflation. And their PPI is down on a year-over-year -year basis. Even their CPI is down a little bit on a year-over-year -year basis. So I think the United States is uh, going to uh, benefit from uh, the recession, uh, the property depression in China for a long time in terms of having a low inflation. And I think Europe starts to recover from its shallow recession next year, which will help us on the export side. And let's bring this conversation to the bond market because uh, the reversal that we've seen there has been stunning. And of course, you've done a lot of great work on deficits, what that means for bonds and the demand for bonds. And it right. felt like for a while, maybe the bond vigilantes were mm -hmm. reappearing. Why right. did deficit concerns seem to fall off the radar? Yeah, I've, I've uh, had the point of view for many years that I'll care about the deficit when the bond market cares about the deficit. In the past, supply really hasn't been much of a problem because you get the biggest supply in recessions when interest, the Fed was cutting interest rates. Uh, we had this brief period where the bond vigilantes saddled up and started to, uh, to move uh, on concerns of uh, fiscal excesses, and that uh, period didn't last very long. Uh, basically, from August to October, we saw this uh, monstrous increase in uh, the 10-year bond yield from basically four and a quarter percent to five percent, and here we are back below four uh, percent. I think uh, you know there's an expression, uh, "Don't fight the Fed." Um, maybe we should also say, "Don't fight Janet Yellen." Now that she's a Treasury, uh, she, because she very cleverly cut back on the supply of uh, long-term bonds and notes and uh, issued a lot of bills. And the bond vigilante said, oh, if that's the way you're going to play the game, we can live with that. Meanwhile, I think the big story has been how inflation's come down. I mean, it's been only the past couple of months that the consensus really has become that we can't have uh, immaculate uh, disinflation. Uh, even Fed Chair Powell in his press conference seemed to indicate that, you know what, we, we may actually get it. And everybody let out a collective cheer, and you still hear that cheer today. Ed Denny of Denny Research, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, have a wonderful, wonderful end of the year, and thank you so much. The countdown has begun. 
This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.